Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to the call for Tactical Sovereignty this week. This is the Matrixic discussion group call. Um, got a little bit of information I want to go over with everybody tonight. And part of it is because, you know, a lot of what you keep seeing, uh, especially in different chats, blogs, things like that, and talking to people is a, a lack of comprehension of really how today's uh, governmental system is set up, what your relationship is to it. Um, and a lot of it really has been and, you know, I, I don't mean to sound like I'm harping on anybody or anything like that, but it's been a lot of nonsense drivel or I like I call it patriot guru guana that, that's trickled down over the years. And, you know, it's really come from a lot of people who have been um, in the right mindset, their heart's been in the right place. Uh, they've had the same intention that we all have as to, you know, freeing everybody, you know, <laughs> Uh, we're not free until we're all free. Uh, even though some of us have done things to position ourselves more favorably. You know, but you look at a lot of those people and you see when I, when I, well, when I first started researching this stuff, I was running people, older um, gentlemen, ladies, 30, 40 years, they had been looking in and studying and studying and none of them were getting anywhere. And you see a lot of them, um, and I kind of pushed the envelope on things and ended up getting thrown in jail for 10, 20, maybe even 30 years. And it's like, well, whatever direction, whatever path they're on and the stuff they're looking at obviously is not the right direction to be exploring things in. So to me, it was like, we need to find a new direction. And for me, it was, like I've said with everything else, going right back to the beginning and comprehending what really took place at the onset and maybe not necessarily even from the creation of the u.s but even prior to that maybe even back to the creation of man it's like i've said you know once you start trying to comprehend law it's going to take you back into spirituality and if you don't understand the spirituality you won't understand what the framers of this system were doing and why they were doing it and they both really run hand in hand with each other and the main reason why is because we have to remember whose realm this is. Who was supposedly cast to earth, all right? That this isn't uh, the realm of necessarily our creator. You know, this is the realm of somebody that wanted to defy the creator. And so that's what we're dealing with. And the only thing he could do was to imitate or, or mimic what the creator had already done as far as the creation of man and as far as establishing jurisdiction. And I'm not really going to get into that, but like I said, you know, you can lay Title I uh, right down next to the first and second book of Genesis, and they almost parallel each other. You know, so people need to 
realize, you know, we were really born on a battlefield is what has happened. And if you look at um, the judicial system today and the way things run, it's an adversarial system. Um, there's got to be somebody coming forth with a claim, making a complaint. That's what gets the ball rolling. It's totally adversarial. And which takes your mind back, who was called the great adversary? It was the one that was cast down here. Now, this is the realm that he's in. And uh, I don't say he in a, in a gender-specific kind of way because there really is no gender there. It's kind of a duality when it comes to gender. But it, as I was saying, a lot of people really don't understand the construct or the makeup of this system. So I'm going to try and briefly run over it for everybody because this is stuff may or may not have been taught when you were in fifth grade. We've forgotten it, you know, it might have been glossed over again in high school. But there are certain things about it that weren't told to us. Uh, specifically, the foundation things were not told to us. And that's why I want to do a quick run over here. Um, people need to understand there are three types of government, all right? Um, one is royalty, two is by charter, and the three is proprietary. And proprietary, you know, you'll hear people talk about um, wanting to see how something was made, for instance. Well, that's normally held in, in the trademark or in the patent, and they say, well, that's proprietary information. It means it's, you know, personal information, and it only belongs to the owner. And that gives a degree of control, and that's exactly what um, was trying to be established here when people first arrived uh, in this part of this continent, is they were setting up a proprietary uh, government which is a self-governance, if you will, is what proprietary is. Um, I don't want to get too deep into this other section here, but unfortunately, you know, that's one thing people have to struggle with is being self-governing. Um, everybody is looking for somebody else to take care of their problems for them. I mean, that, that's why the superhero movies are so popular. That's why, quote-unquote, religion is so popular. We're waiting for somebody to come in the clouds, you know. Or, or we're looking for somebody to shine that big S up in the sky so Superman will come help, you know. It, it's kind of a way, as far as the cartoons go, a, a way of kind of unknowingly easing our mind regarding whatever problems we have. But that, that also plants a seed of somebody else taking care of things for us rather than being truly self-governing. And that was one of the problems that was experienced in establishing the United States of America as well, is that a lot of people weren't really on board with that too much. Uh, there was only three colonies at that time that were. It was Delaware, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. Um, there was three other colonies. Like I said, there's three different kinds of a government, a royal, a charter, and a proprietary. Um, there was three other colonies. Uh, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island that set themselves up as charter colonies. And those charters obviously come from somewhere else. In that case, they are coming from the king. And then there's um, the royalty form of government, uh, which I, I really think because the majority of the people at that time 
that's all they had ever known. So that's kind of what the majority went with. And that was New Hampshire, New York, New Jersey, Virginia, North and South Carolina, and Georgia. And those made up those colonies of the Union. And um, those final colonies went with the royal form of government, which they had a royal governor, and it was administered by a what they called a king's council. And that council was put in place by the king. You know, one of the things also that is a common thread in looking at U.S. history is that, you know, <laughs> I look at what's been in the news for the past year or whatever. It's like all I want to talk about is like either the steel dossier or the Trump-Russia collusion connection kind of thing. And during this whole time, we've got... Benjamin Franklin, who was spending the majority of his time either in France or he was spending it in England. Well, those were the two sides there. It was Britain and France. In fact, Britain and France had to come to an agreement before um, the Treaty of Peace, the Treaty of Paris, could be finalized. Those two had to come to an agreement. And it's like, wait a minute, wasn't that about the Revolutionary War here in the U.S. of A.? So that kind of should tell you something. Those are the puppet masters there. And those are the places that good old Ben Franklin was spending all his time at. As well, you go through the documents and you see he's the only one that signed at least five of the documents. Declaration of Independence, Constitution, Articles of uh, Confederation, um, the um, Association Compact. I mean, it's his writing is all over all of them. He had his hand in everything. So it was almost like he was the handler, if you will. I guess that'd be a good way of looking at him as, as the handler in the establishment of uh, this country. But well, let me give you a, a, a timeline here on some of those things I'd mentioned. Like uh, Articles of Confederation, for instance, that was written in 1774. And that was the primary constitution that was the instrument being used. Of course, like a lot of people have learned, I think, is that um, a lot of the states or the hierarchy of the states, rather, they really weren't happy with so much control being centrally based within a state. And it wasn't that, say, you know, somebody was from Massachusetts and they didn't like their state having so much power, but they were like people are today, you know, yeah, people see somebody down the road doing something. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, that needs to be changed. Or we see something else happening. Oh, there needs to be a law against this or that. You know, and want to inflict control. That's really what it was about, was inflicting control, which is why they wanted to have a different constitution done so there would be more control centrally located within a federal government um, rather than within the states. And that was 1774 when the Articles of Actually, the Articles of Association were done in 1774. Articles of Confederation were done in 1781. Uh, not much long after, what, like seven years later. Um, the Articles of Association basically dealt with um, trade agreements and how they were going to handle Britain. But it was an establishing document showing a unification of those colonies. And so, like I said, the Articles of Confederation were done in 1781, 
and another seven years later, here we go with the sevens, it seems like, um, they came forward to do the Constitution that people know of today. And I've heard people say, oh, there's two constitutions, uh, Constitution for the United States of America and Constitution of the United States of America. Well, I'm sorry, but I, I've asked people that bring that up to me, okay, do you have a copy of one? Can you show me one? Something referencing, you know, other than an article that somebody's written, and nobody's been able to afford it. And to me, it really doesn't matter because the Constitution that was done in 1789 was done to limit the state's powers and put that power back into the hands of um, a centralized control, which would have been the federal government. And so what happened when they went into the Constitution, uh, leaving the Articles of Confederation behind, there's a couple telltale things that occurred, uh, one of which was that they didn't like the Articles of Confederation, so they're doing the Constitution, right? Well, that means that there should have been some reference um, in the Constitution to the Articles of Confederation uh, with phraseology such as, uh, as an amendment to Articles of Confederation, da-da-da, whatever. None of that was ever done. What happened was that a whole new system was set up. Um, one of the books I'm reading uh, was a book on American history that has been taken out. It was quickly actually taken out of public schools, but it laid out timeline for everything of even prior to the U.S. and what had happened on this con continent. And the last dates uh, for this book run into the mid-50s. Um, and... It kind of goes blow by blow, almost sometimes month by month regarding what was happening. And there was a section I found quite interesting in it. And it is from, um, it's listed as 1788 for some reason. I guess that's because of one of the last references on here. But this is talking about um, the Constitution and the government of the United States. And uh, it was just a, a very brief paragraph on here. It says, on the 2nd of July, President of Congress, Cyrus Griffin, announced that the Constitution had been ratified by the requisite nine states, which really isn't quite true. Um, a committee appointed to prepare the details for the change in government, see there, it says for the change in government, um, reported the 8th of July, um, but not convened until 13th of September. Um, and that's when the adoption of the ordinance was supposed to have been taking place. And they were supposed to be setting up, it says here, which the site of the new government as New York and fix the dates in 1789 for the appointment of presidential electors for the balloting of the electors and for a meeting of the first Congress under the Constitution. So there they're talking about making room for a new government to step in. So it's even admitting there that that's exactly what the Constitution did. It took the old government, that republic that everybody says, you know, we've got to revive the republic and everything like that. 
Um, there was not that republic at the time of the Constitution when it was ratified. From that point forward, that republic and that government ceased to exist. It, it was kind of uh, put on a back burner, and there's no mention of it even really being dissolved or anything like that. Now, the interesting thing here is, you know, it brought up the Articles of Association from 1774. Um, Declaration of Independence was done in 1776. Confederation, um, Articles of Confederation were done in 1781. And then the Constitution was done in 1789. Okay. This is all done within about, gosh, a very short time span here. Um, almost... 20 years, just shy of 20 years, all right? Prior to those Articles of Association even being done, and those were done in 1774, there was the Mayflower Compact. The Mayflower Compact was done in 1620, 154 years earlier. So all these problems that people had with under a 20-year time span it seemed like those issues were no big deal for 154 years. Everybody was operating under the Mayflower Compact. And the Mayflower Compact was basically just the heads of the families of the people that came here coming together and saying, this is how we're going to treat each other. This is how we're going to treat Indians, whatever the case may be. And they agreed to it. And that's what they followed for 154 years. And that was actually a period of time where it was not um, it was not an adversarial system <laughs> necessarily. Um, a lot of people might argue that considering what ended up happening with the Indians and things like that. But, you know, within the United States of America itself, the people were getting along. And it really came to where a point where other people wanted to take more control over others when some of these other... Um, compacts and articles things like that had to take place <clears throat> so in the back of our mind we we have to remember whose realm this is and what it's all about and it's really about an adversarial situation um since that time you know a lot of things have happened uh, within this country and a lot of it really comes down to keeping everybody too busy from being able to explore what's really happening and what's really going on and what went on in the past, even as a matter of fact. And so a lot of these things, you know, by the CIA, I mean, uh, by the clowns in America were created to kind of sidetrack everybody. Some of the things that these alphabet agencies created, well, let me say first, People need to realize, and this is something I had to come to terms with as I was studying and learning things, that a lot of the things that I held sacred and close to my heart and thought was totally true and, you know, couldn't be any other way, a lot of those sacred cows have had to be sacrificed. And there's some other very, very serious things that I've had to come to terms with that just totally blew my mind and shocked me and uh, almost every day I have to kind of revisit it because I still can't believe it is the way it is. So, you know, a lot of things that, that were put in front of people to 
uh, keep them busy and keep the truth hidden are going to be some of these sacred cows. But we've got to realize that these aren't things that would have come about necessarily just among our own small community and with our family that, that would have got started. It wouldn't have been a movement that got started. It, these things had to have some fuel behind them to get them rolling. Uh, the Carnegie Foundation and the Rhodes Scholarship, they've been instrumental in being used by these clowns in America to change the mindset of people. And some of the things that were started up to be used to sway the American people were things, and I'm going to go through the list of them here. It was like the Klan, the KKK, okay? Um, Martin Luther King, he was instrumental. Why? Because he had everybody fighting for their what? Their civil rights. Anybody that's done any studying or research know that the civil entity really is dead. It has no rights. So, gosh, what, what a uh, game that was to play on everybody. Uh, flat Earth has been put in front of people. People are arguing about that all over the place. And if you go and check out, like, the origins of it, one of the first things that will pop up on a search is an organization that I think picked this name specifically, so it would be the first thing to pop up, is called Earth First. And they first met in 1987. So, you know, but it starts just doing a glossary research and be like, oh, wow, this is a new concept. Now, this concept has been around for hundreds of years. There's a reason why. Um, the Treasury Direct and these TDA accounts, all that stuff. That's another thing, just a rabbit hole to keep everybody sidetracked. Um, the governmental parties. Well, today we've got Democrats and Republicans prominently. Those are things just to keep everybody sidetracked. Beyond the scenes, they're all in the same game together. And they, they just laugh about it. I, I think it was Casey who was on Reagan's cabinet had made a comment at one time, you know, kind of in a way of saying, when will the American people figure out that this whole Democrat-Republican thing is just a game? It's just a distraction to keep them arguing with each other. You know, <laughs> he came right out and said it. And I guess nobody really picked up on that. Um, but, uh, and like I said, uh, the TDA accounts, A for V, A for V, whole thing, redemption movement, that's something else just to get people in trouble and, and keep them arguing about stuff. Um, my favorite really is the expatriatism movement. And the, the reason why I, I think it's one of the funniest and, uh, I get a kick out of the expat thing is because People today, you know, you'll sign a form that says, you know, on a penalty of perjury, you know, I swear, affirm, I'm a citizen of the United States. All right. Well, you're a citizen of the United States. <clears throat> oh, where's your social agreement with them? Well, anybody? Um, some people say, oh, just being born here. Being born here makes you a citizen of the United States. I would even argue that there's nothing to prove you were born here. Um, I was shown in the group the other day, I, I posted a horse's uh, certificate registration. Guess what on their registration? You know what it says? It says they're a thoroughbred, this or that or whatever. It says they're a horse. Well, look at your birth certificate. What does it say you are on there? It says you're a male or female. Well, a male or female what? Duck, goat, 
explorers doesn't say. In fact, male or female is a scientific term. It's not even a legitimate term for men or women. Uh, birth certificates used to say boy or girl on them. Uh, then, yeah, that might have been a little more self-explanatory as to you actually being born here. Today, just putting male or female on there has nothing to describe who you are. And that, to me, the funniest part of the expatriatism, you know, since nobody has really ever formally had a social compact with the U.S., making them a U.S. citizen. The funny thing is, is that when people go through the expatriatism, which I don't know what it costs now, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000, whatever they charge for it. But when you do that, you actually have to sign a form agreeing that you will abide and follow the laws of the United States. Nobody's ever done that before. But guess what? As you're exiting, supposedly, they have you sign a form saying that you've agreed to abide by the laws, rules, regulations, whatever of U.S. Inc. Like, guess what? You think you expatriated? No, I think actually you might have just locked yourself in even more. Now you've just done away with any possibility of any kind of licensing in the U.S. or anything like that. So you've kind of done an, actually a double screw job to yourself. Uh, Alex Jones, to me, it's another one of those things created just to keep everybody arguing and distracted. He did bring on some good guests that would give out some good info. But to me, he was just somebody else to keep the pot stirred. Um, the things that we've been seeing lately with websites being shut down, Facebook groups or whatever being shut down, uh, different people being targeted or whatever, uh, to me is a way for them to say, you know what, we've got a problem on our hands. And our problem is that the people are reaching out to each other. They're starting to learn things. I think that's why we're all here right now on this broadcast is because we are all able to get together like-minded people and say, hey, this is what I found, or, hey, look at this. I found this over here, you know, and that kind of makes the powers that be very nervous. So, gosh, where do these people meet? Well, the majority of these people all probably met through Facebook. Okay, so let's demonize Facebook and, and make it evil to them, make them want to get out of there and cut that link and that connection that they all have with each other. And I've even had friends go and scrub their accounts and, and leave Facebook and stuff. And it's like, really? You're falling for this? Come on. <clears throat> People are afraid of being spied on or something like that. Let me tell you something. You can go and do your own search on this. Your flashlight app for your phone steals your data. In fact, all of the apps that you have on your phone steal your data. You go to different websites or whatever, and they'll have a little disclaimer on there to continue. It says, this site uses various cookies, da-da-da-da. Now, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Oh, guess what you just agreed to? You agreed for them to take a look at all your data. Because the number one moneymaker right now is metadata. Because this is what helps sales. Okay? Um, just like... The vehicle registration. The vehicle registration helps sales in your area. Somebody's going to open up a automotive store in the area, and so they're going to get a readout of oh, how many different cars are here. Oh, only 1% of the population has Mercedes. Well, I guess we don't need any Mercedes parts in this area. We don't have to stock that. You know, and that's really a pretty brilliant system that's been done. 
if you look at positive things from it anyway. <laughs> No, I've, got, I've got so much info here right now. I, I don't know what I want to follow up with or not. I think this pretty much explains it. And, you know, the name of the call really was regarding being stateless. And the bottom line is, where's your social compact? What have you done that say, hey, I agreed to become part of this society, this political society? because that's the way it's set up. That's the way everything is looked at as being a, air quotes, political society. Some people belong to the Republican political society. Some people belong to the Democrat political society. And there's also a judicial society. That judicial society depends on, depends on what? You being a member of the society. Um, and the legislative, which is Republican, Democrat, whatever, a voter society, that is tied directly in with the judicial society. Pull the legs off from underneath one and you pull off from underneath the other. And, you know, one of the things that has always gotten me as well is that when people sign on that line, you know, they declare that they're a U.S. citizen. And that's what it says. I'm not abbreviating it. It'll say U.S. citizen. Nowhere are you going to find a definition for U.S. citizen. You'll find citizen for United States of America, things like that. And people will say, well, yeah, well, we, we know what they mean. Well, no. When you're signing a document like that, that's a legal document. Legal documents can't use, well, they'll know what we mean. No, they have to use the correct legal terminology. And if it says U.S. citizen... That is not uh, a legal term, period. And people can even just look further. You know, if you're going to be or want to claim to be a, a citizen of the United States or U.S., you know, oh, where, where's that? You know, you go into um, USC 9307, which UCC 9 talks about the location of debtor. And UCC 9307 says, that United States is located in the District of Columbia. Okay, well, you claim to be born in the United States. Okay, you might want to think about that a little bit. Um, um, a lot of people know Title 28, uh, 3002. United States means a federal corporation. You know, And both the word federal and corporation, both of those words essentially kind of mean the same thing. They mean it by agreement. Um, a corporation is organized by agreement. A federation is something that's been organized by agreement. Uh, once again, what do you have stating that you have agreed? Um, instead, your agreement is actually a tacit consent. How do you fix that? Well, you quit being tacit. You quit being quiet, and um, you speak up, and... Put it in notice, what you agree with, what you don't. Um, volume 20, uh, Corpus Juris Secundum, uh, says that the United States government is a foreign corporation. So you see it there again. I mean, they, they tell you over and over, but people don't really sit and think about this and think, okay, well, what does this mean? You know, 
how to, how does it apply to me? I think that was one of the first reasons why I started researching things is because I want to know, okay, fine. You say it applies to me. Why does it apply to me? You know, what you say or write, that's one thing. It's more about what you can prove. That That's what really matters. And what people need to look at as well, and what I came to find is that when it came to jurisdiction and how it applies to you, that, that one main conduit was what it is that they have that they can really control, uh, which is commerce. It's a commercial system. Um, going way back to um, those Articles of Association from 1774, that's what that was about. That was about commerce. And 27 CFR 7211, it gives you right there that they essentially made all crimes commercial. That way, whatever it was, they could put a price tag on. Um, the funniest thing to me, really, in that section in 27 CFR, Code of Federal Regulation, was that it starts out and it uses the phrase, offenses against the revenue laws. Offenses against the revenue laws. I thought, wow, that's really weird because that means you're doing something that hurts the revenue of that federal government. So how does smoking marijuana, for instance, affect the revenue of them? How does a firearm possession affect their revenue? How does kidnapping affect their revenue? I mean, I just found that kind of curious. And the only way that anything is really going to make any difference is, like I said, when you quit being tacit, you know, you quit letting things just slide and go along to get along and stand your ground. That's actually what was supposed to have been done when the people came over here on the main part. They were here to stand their ground, establish a new life. <clears throat> Funny, last year around Thanksgiving time, I, I just out of the blue for fun i was just asking friends and different people that were bringing up things about thanksgiving i'd ask them i said you know i'm just curious and just kind of take a poll where did the pilgrims come from something to think about i think we were all taught in school you know they all came from england but so i was surprised to hear all different things from different people i mean that i heard some crazy stuff from all different countries i was like Australia, where did you get that from? Well, I'm just kind of guessing. Okay. <clears throat> but when you really get in and research it, they came from the Dutch Netherlands. Um, many of them were originally from England, but the ones that came here on the Mayflower were from the Dutch Netherlands. They had actually lived there for quite some time and had children while they were there. So some of these kids, you know, that, that's all they knew was the Dutch Netherlands. This was all brand new to them. And these are truths that a lot of us need to get in, just do our own research on, stuff that we need to learn. Um, there's, I think, a pretty unique statement that was made by Joseph Goebbels. Joseph Goebbels was the propaganda minister under Hitler. Um, and for those that know or don't know, you know, propaganda is when you basically throw out BS to get people to believe something different than what's really true. And Joseph Goebbels said, 
that the truth is the mortal enemy of the state. And I think that's very factual. The truth is a mortal enemy to the state. Um, anyway, I wanted uh, to get Sonny and Jeff on here because Jeff's gone through an experience recently that I wanted him to be able to share with people. And we'll see if I can find him on here. Um, do the board. This is always fun. Jeff, was this your line? I didn't recall if it was or not. No response. All right. And just go to unmute everybody. I'll make things nice and easy. Here. Here. Are you around yeah, with Jeff? Yeah, just a second. What line are you on, Jeff? Speak so I can see you, hopefully. 913. Okay. Could you hear me? All right. Could you hear me, brother? How are you doing? Yeah. How are you doing? better now <laughs> and uh, I wanted to grab Sonny as well if I could find him uh, it looks like his link says only visual I don't see a mute or unmute for him um, all right I see Maximus just joining here all right I'll put that part on hold um, so um, Jeff um, I don't know if I put the link on Facebook or not, but I, I've got the uh, document that shows that the previous arrest uh, that they tried holding you for, that they had um, given up on that. I mean, it, and so I, I found that kind of confusing that they're going to go and try and yank you back in after your case had already been dismissed. Anybody wants to contact me regarding that with Jeff, I'll, I'll show you the document. It says right there, dismissed. So um, how long were they holding you for? Uh, when they when I was held in contempt? Yeah, it was, what, five days, four days? I actually was in there six days. Well, oh, okay. Thursday night till Wednesday at about 2:22, I was uh, released. All right. Yeah, I saw I saw the video of you in court on that Thursday Thursday night, and I watched that, and it's like, really? I mean, this so-called judge, uh, judicial administrator, he's basically sitting at a folding table. It looked like. I mean, it's like, God, how dirt poor is this county? 
<laughs> it's as cheesy as it gets. Well, and his only, I mean, I, I really couldn't understand the contempt thing because it, it's not like you're being obnoxious and talking over him or anything like that. You just wanted to stay on point with the situation and who and what they were. And to me, what really happened, it, it seems like uh, his dander really got up when you referred to them as being a religious organization. And that, to me, seemed like that was when he tripped out. Is that what it seemed like to you? Well, I mean, it was pins and needles from the beginning because I've been before him so many times that, uh, and he knows that I'm not backing down. And this, like he said, this they've had this case since November. It was dismissed by the county. So then it came right back here and they tried to bring it back up and I've been behind in front of him for, I don't know, probably seven times. And I, I get it just, uh, Keith told me just to try and get it postponed. And right. then when I go in and they don't have any witnesses, call their bluff, but they keep doing that. So I'd get, I'd get it postponed. And, but I knew that when I went in there Thursday night, it was on like Donkey Kong. And no matter what, I was going to jail. Right. But I well, put I, in all the right all the right paperwork that he should have been like, yeah, I can't play with this guy. Well, you know, I think you probably put in the right stuff, but they just had to um, give some sort of an assemblance, at least publicly, that you were in the wrong one way or another, and they're going to put you away, whether it was for two or three days or what are five days, you know. Uh, but they weren't going to hold you for the full length of time that they could have. Uh, but they just had to do something to leave a mark on the on the case. You know what I mean? That may be very true. The document that I seen when I got out said, "Get him out of there ASAP." Yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, fortunately with the power of the Internet, and that's why I tell people, you know, when you find good info and things like that and different shows and stuff, download them because you don't know when it's going to be taken away, you know. <clears throat> and with the power of the Internet, the situation with this case was kind of being put on blast and... Uh, People that he never expected to ever see him were seeing his face all over the world. <laughs> and not just that, but in a scenario that snaps a lot of different people. So if they can see that and then go through what exactly went down there, I mean, that that helps so much. And that they really did a good job with that. My, I, my daughter did a phenomenal job recording it. I did not expect any of that. Yeah, I went in uh, to look at uh, that county charter and, and look at that municipality and see how things are run there. Yeah, and that municipality is actually being run under um, the Kansas Municipality League. And to me, I see that word league and it automatically makes me think universal, Catholic church, all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? 
But uh, I want to point out that within their writings for that league says that and judges cannot serve past the age of 70 years old. How old is this dude? He said he was 70-something. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe somebody needs to show him uh, what's within the charter that he's working under, the, the Kansas Municipality League. <laughs> As it says, uh, they can only serve up to the age of 70 years old. And they, they can finish out their term, I guess, maybe. But I don't know how long their terms are for there. Yeah, either way, that guy definitely looks like he's ready to retire. From the sounds of it, he might be spending the rest of his life in prison. We'll yeah. See. Yeah. That would probably be a much better. He can experience kind of what he's doled out to everybody else. Um, Sonny, I tried to unmute you. I don't know if you're unmuted or not. Speak up if you are. If not, I guess I'm just going to unmute the uh, board here. And maybe Sonny can come in or not. I think we had a couple other people that had something they wanted to say. Uh, so when I unmute everybody, um, I guess we'll just follow basic rules. Uh, just say, may I? And then let us know uh, who you are, where you hail from, and we'll move on from there. Hey, Brian, if I may. Yeah, just, just a second. If people aren't speaking, you hit yourself uh, because yeah, we can hear a gnat fart. Believe it or not. <laughs> All right, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Hi, this is Dave in the Thumb. Um, I, you were talking about metadata. I get a call almost every single day for either me or my daughter. On my, I have a landline, and they say this is the data collection center. And we are doing a survey, and it's a different survey every single day. And sometimes I listen to the questions, other times I, just, I laugh, you know, when I hear them say, this is the data collection center. I mean, how blatant can you be? I mean, no. that's just, I am blown away every day, Brian. Well, a lot Sometimes of us might, twice a day. Yeah, for oh. a lot of us, that data oh. word might be a red flag, but to the majority of people, I think it's grown up with that and they're so used to it that it really doesn't make any difference. You know what I mean? They don't think as much of it. Yeah. I would re I would recommend uh, getting on the do not call list. That's a federal registry. Put your number yep. on there. And after 30 days, uh, if you want to start making money, uh, you can start suing those people. It's okay. anonymously calling you. Once you yeah, are on, I, I'm not. I'm not answering any questions. But uh, sometimes I listen. And today, when they called, they said, uh, you know, they they said you could. I mean, the lady sounded like Hillary, <laughs> and she was asking all these, you know, Republican questions like. Do you think Trump is taking the country in the right direction? And, and you know, asking about Kavanaugh and asking about this and that. And, and I mean, I'm, I had to hang up before I started laughing my, my ass off because I know they are putting me on a list if I answer those questions, boy. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you'll yep. be on uh, probably a domestic terrorist list. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, when you said that metadata, I just had to share that, so I yield. Uh, it reminds me, you know, uh, prior to starting the recording, we were talking about some of the things going on with Trump talking about the space agency and things like that. And something I want to bring up with people is that uh, Trump or in the Hillary situation, you know, they say, oh, she never thought she'd lose. You know, the system thought that they are just going to be ushering her right in. This really isn't the first time that this has happened. It, but this has kind of happened in reverse from the first time this occurred. This really occurred with a vice presidential situation. And it happened under FDR. Uh, Henry Wallace. Henry Wallace was tied into a lot of these people that really knew a lot about uh, the different space programs and things like that. He was kind of, he had his pulse on the people that were in the know, put it that way. And um, once again, they were afraid of that info coming out because, you know, we know the vice presidential position is a shoe in to become the next president. It typically always was. And so that's what they were concerned about. And so even though it seemed like um, within the nominating committee and everything for vice president, the way they had it set up at the time that he was golden, he was going to go right in, boom, out of the blue, something happened. And uh, Truman got picked instead to take his place as vice president under FDR, uh, which coincidentally enough, um, FDR was the 33rd president and uh so <laughs> it's funny to see that number come up again and Catholic. so yeah but uh wallace you know that they, they didn't just totally kick him to the curb um uh, he was also the commerce uh secretary um he was uh secretary of department of agriculture i mean he held some key positions and to, to me, the uh, Department of Commerce and Department of Agriculture are probably two of the biggest departments, and people really don't even realize it. If you've got a mortgage, your mortgage is held under the Department of Agriculture. Okay, they hold a lot more than people realize. Um, Department of Transportation as well. This transportation doesn't have to do with just cars. It transports paperwork as well. <laughs> um, I was looking for you on here, uh, Sonny, yeah, but I've got everybody unmuted now if you wanted to come on. I don't know if you're still with us. Uh, I got control now. I just refreshed my browser and was able to unmute myself. Oh. Okay. Hey, brother. Um, so do you have any comments uh, regarding information I brought out tonight? Uh, I have to say I agree with everything you said because I've studied a lot of the same things you have and we both over the time in the past have come to the same conclusions that you know there's no way we can change that system. We have to find a way to separate ourselves from it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I hear a lot of people over the years I've heard different people argue about the way things are set up and like, oh everything is trust law and other people are like, No, it's all contract law. And for some reason, I, I saw that rabbit hole. I was like, okay, let me check it out. And they're, they're both right in a way. The only thing is, trusts are set up using contract law. 
And can, contract law is uh, either a unilateral contract or a bilateral contract. Just like a trust is an implied or express trust. You know? and, yeah. Bilateral being two-sided. And people today are really in a situation where they're in a unilateral contract, one-sided contract, and they don't realize it. And they, but they think it's bilateral. They think they can go out and protest in the street and it's going to make some sort of difference or something. It doesn't make any difference because it's not bilateral. It's unilateral. Take it or leave it. You know, uh, either, either do what the empire says or move out of the country or go to prison. And it's pretty much your, <laughs> that's your options. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why we got to get some documentation in place. It shows that we're starting to um, administer our own estates. Maybe not necessarily, honestly. So, as I sit here and listen. Hey, I'm Maximus, how you doing? Tired. <laughs> I've had a long, this has been a long weekend, and next weekend's a long one, too. I'm in Detroit Friday, back down in Fostoria, Ohio on Saturday, and I got a uh, No Fucks Giving show Sunday. And Monday, I think. But um, as I'm sitting here listening, I just kind of got a few impressions or, I mean, thought processes that I want to throw in and add to it. So we know that things are set up on contract. We know all this. And you, you know, you point, you're able to show us all that. Something I'm, I'm going through that I'm experiencing is I'm coming to a realization that it doesn't matter what way we try to fight back using their laws, it's not going to work. And it's kind of, it's honestly interesting because as I dig deep and I dig into multiple subjects, you'll be like, even the court ties. The thing is, is that it's kind of by, it seems like by even trying to use their system to separate ourselves, it's still feeding into like, almost a concept of duality. It's still like how everything's contract. Contract would imply ownership. You know what I mean? Now, I've got, for me, in my comprehension and the realization I'm at, the level I'm at with it, I've gotten to a point where I realize everything is a fractal of the original, you know what I mean? The original frequency, the original energy. So thus forth, we're all sovereign in our own rights already. We've been duped into buying into this physical thing and identifying as a physical vessel. You do give a whole lot of information that say, I mean, how to use it for our advantage. But I think what's happening is so many people are getting caught in the smaller details. They're not seeing the larger picture. And the larger picture is just each one of us deciding we have no master and taking our own destiny into our own hands. Well, you know what? You, you just gave the reason yourself as to why it doesn't work when you're fighting them. You know it's what okay. you said? You, you said that, well, you said it actually, you said it two different times, that using their rules. And that's what the Patriot Movement over the years has tried to do. They try to get in, learn the statutes and codes. There's thousands of those things. And you know what? On top of it, they're constantly changing them. I saw a situation with somebody that was actually very popular in the movement here about three years ago. That he was all about the statutes and codes. He was actually uh, in, a, in another country. But he was all about the, the statutes and codes. 
And so he tried to use those when he went to school at earlier. They've gone to a couple of those statutes around. And so now we need somebody to mute out. I can't hear you, Brian. If somebody has a phone and a computer going, it's uh, reverbing. Yeah, they're on speakerphone. It's bouncing back. Anyway, he he tried going to court using statute and code, and come to find out that statute had been changed and actually referred to things relating to a dog catcher. It's interesting because I have noticed that all of their statutes and codes like are double speak like no other. But what's even more interesting, and maybe it's, I don't know. I know that when I quit my job back in June, I didn't have a plan. And for there were times where I even looked at myself like, what the hell? And right now, I'm hitting the ground running. And it's all because instead, like, I've just got that mindset, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there. I sit around, and then when I talk with people, I hear so many people that are scared to lose government benefits. They're scared to be, you know what I mean, for the government to not provide for them. It's almost like, it's a, it's honestly a mental conditioning is all I can say to be truthful. Most of these people That's feel true. that they need somebody to stand over them to overstand their lives, where it's that I want to overstand my own life and my own existence anymore. I don't want a government or some structure telling me what it is to exist. I exist. I am. So thus forth, why I don't I don't owe nobody. I exist. I am. Energy just exists. It is. Yep, absolutely. If I'm You're absolutely correct. If if I may. Yeah. Please. So when I went into that courtroom, I was I was forced in there. There was no getting around that. I had absolutely no contracts with any of these people. Yeah, they took a complete advantage of me because they had the guns and threw me in a cage for six days. So there's there was no contracts there whatsoever. They were just claiming that I'm their slave. May That's I ask where we've come to. May I ask a few questions? When you went in the yeah. courtroom, did you cross that bar? There ain't no bar there. It was a okay. folding table. Okay, so listen. It doesn't matter how the set, listen. It doesn't matter how the setup is. You, what you got to do is you. Sometimes you got to look deep for the symbolism. Okay, because if you even even one small detail implies consent. You know, be like I'm catching on, and it's really there's no way you can't. You honestly can't have directions for every situation. It's, it's being fluid. It's just being on your toes and being able to catch it before it's too deep. Like real life. So when you walk into that, you said that there's no bar area. There's got to be some type of an area that signals you're crossing over into the jurisdiction of that court. You watched because the video? I, you want me to be, I'll be honest. No, I didn't watch the video. Like I honestly haven't been online much except for like, I mean, I've actually took off for the career as a DJ. I happened to catch, I mean, Brian's post for this earlier. And I honestly just had joined in a little bit ago. So I, I'm kind of behind on it. It was just going from where I heard at. I, mean, I don't you know. Should go, Maybe. go watch I that video, one and two. And one basically is all the audio and video from the case. When, and there, that wasn't completely all of it. Immediately when I went in there, I he wanted to start. And I said, hey, look, we've already talked about this. 
I'm I don't have any uh, obligation to follow any of your rules, statutes, or codes. None. Now, when when they had, when they said your name, how did you respond? But yeah, I'm here. Right there. Listen. Right there. You 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 killed your whole motion right there. When they, when they no, my name's in a private membership association. It. It's not whether your name is in a private membership association or not, all right? When they call that name, regardless as to where you're saying your name is, if you say that you're that name, you mean they're summoning you in place of that name. So they well, part, you. Part, part of the thing is, is they're going to do whatever they want to do when it comes right down to it. You know, even the, you know, supposed disciples or whatever spent time in prison. Oh, yeah. But there was a win there because he could have been held for a full 10 days if they had wanted to. If they had just to do something, you know, to flex their muscle is really what it comes down to. And oh, yeah. at the end of it, they, they did know that because the name really was not an organization that they controlled anymore. It was its own PMA that they really didn't have control. Of. That was another piece of the reason why. Uh, there is an early release there. Um, a lot of what's been done has been done under, and a lot of people think this is just the name of a film called The Consent of the Governed, but actually Consent of the Governed was a uh, a political stance in how things were set up by. Um, is also known by the, by the term popular sovereignty, Okay. And popular sovereignty and consent to the governed were the direct opposite of the divine right of the kings. Divine right of the kings was where it was basically saying that, hey, we discovered this land, we're in power. Or, you know, we're seated here on this land, we've got power all of all of you. Well, popular sovereignty was directly opposite of that. But that was what was trying to be flexed in that court case was divine right of kings if you listen to what that judicial administrator said he said exactly what anybody under the divine right of kings would have said you know you're here in front of me you're in this county da 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 i'm gonna squash you like a bug <laughs> yeah he got caught being a pirate hey hey okay. hold on now time out we cannot use the word pirate in an offensive manner. Being that I am a pirate DJ, hold on now. <laughs> I'm just joking with you, my man. Just joking with you. But I am a DJ, and we do kind of have like an underground pirate music uh, group thing going. Hey, we're all pirates for the truth, right? Hell yeah. I'm actually about to <laughs> I'm actually about to you do just some won't step on people's human rights to do it. Oh no, yeah. listen, no, not at all. I don't I don't even get down like that. I mean, actually, I mean, being a DJ is kind of like my way of having a voice out here, to be honest. No, but go listen to that guy in that video, and that's his job. He is a criminal, and all he does is persecute people that do not deserve to even be in that room. They're, these people are the most scum of the earth, and it's all on film now. Well, you they know what? They should Jeff, all be hung for it, really. Listen, you, know what, you, ain't, 
you preaching to the choir with that one, my man. I mean, like, I don't come from the rosy side of life. I mean, I come from the street side of life, and I got three prison trips, I mean, under the belt. So trust me, I, I know how foul the courts is. I know for a lot of people, you know what I mean, when they start going through the truth, these truths and things like what they discover about our laws and our legal system comes as a big shock to them. But for like a person like me who's lived the life I've lived, I know this already. Which you kind of just actually helped me realize something. That's why so many people don't take interest in the corruptness because for a lot of us, you know I mean, it's like, wow, this is really fucked up or we already know this. We've lived this. Tell us something we don't know. Wow. Yeah, let, let me, I want to address something too, though, because, you know, Jeff, when he was in court, uh, brought up, you know, that he was not a member of their religious organization. And a lot of people will listen to that and they'll kind of be like, what? Huh? What the heck is he talking about? You have to oh, realize man. that this is a religion. This is the one world religion. People are worried about a one world religion coming and being established. It's already established. The judicial system hey, is here. I got okay, a question what? real quick. Courts, are they 501c4s? Yeah, they're a, they're a 501c something or other. Obviously, yeah. Definitely. Okay. okay. C4s I, and are... I believe all Masonic lodges are C4s. You just made it click in my mind when you said you know, about made the reference to them being religious organizations. Yeah, absolutely. And if you go and go on Manta, anybody listening to this or whatever, and go on Manta, uh, look up your sheriff's department. Uh, look up the courthouse where you're at. And it'll, right there on Manta, it'll say, we are operating as a private company, all right? And these private companies are all really just franchises of U.S. Inc. or tied closely under that. And Jeff was bringing up the situation of them being a religious organization. Well, if you look on Dunham Bradstreet, Dunham Bradstreet, and you bring up Walmart, okay, right? Right after Walmart will be the U's. Go to the U's, <laughs> go to the United States, and you'll see the United States is set up as a religious organization. It says it right there. And that is a nonprofit religious organization. So it would definitely it would probably be a 501c4 then. Well, even right. your Republican Democratic parties, those are 507s. They are all set up under the IRS. Here's the key thing that people miss, though. They miss that about, word under, under the IRS. Under. Yep, which is, I'm about to copy and paste something right into the chat real quick. Oh, no. And even the churches. The churches, that was a trick on the churches in the early 70s under Nixon, was to become a 501c3. And you look there, it says they are formed under the IRS. Well, I'm sorry. Is your church, is your spirituality supposed to be founded under the IRS or under your creator? Exactly. You know, let me give it. Let me give you a little quick rundown of of, of something, and this should be able to. Um, 
pull up some red flags for things that you've seen with different things, all right? Uh -huh. And this is regarding this is regarding like setting up a corporation, an association, or setting up a PMA. Um, as I say, anybody wants to look into PMA stuff, contact Sonny that's on here. He can help you with that for a personal or family PMA. But whenever an organization or corporation is set up, or I, I was even something's crunching in the background. Um, CGI. A lot of people CGI, which is like artificially created things or whatever, video and stuff like that. All right, better. Oh, I thought somebody mute out. I'm getting feedback. Whatever. Somebody's got an audio. Something just go back to this. Um, I was looking at CGI today. CGI is Clinton Global Global Investments or whatever. It it, it was the organization that Clinton, and they were going through the rules and regulations for uh, the association under Clinton. And I thought it was pretty hilarious. But it, it's the same though for any organization. And that is, it has to have certain things put into play. I need everybody to mute out. I'm getting feedback. Somebody's speakerphone is coming right back. Number one, it needs to have a name. Number two, it has to have an intent or purpose. Uh, the US of A shows its intent purpose. Uh, it's on the money. It says, in God we trust. That is their religious claim in God we trust as a religious organization. It has to have officers in it. Um, it has to have members with criteria for coming and going. Uh, those are requirements for that organization, PMA association. It has to have, um, first of all, it has to have a publication listing its charter. And how they're set up okay and what one of the things that i see in like the truth movement whatever is a lot of people say oh we're corporations they, they think we're corporations dead entities uh, no they don't think you're a corporation because if you're a corporation i just listed some of the things that have to be in place you know who are your officers what officers have you set up uh, what's your intent purpose we know what the name would be uh, uh, are there other members of your Corporation? No, you're not a corporation. Corporation. People look at definitions for purpose for person, and they see corporation. Yeah, corporations were given the right of personhood, but persons weren't given the right of being corporations. They, they kind of flip flop that when they read that, just because of the lack of comprehension of legalese, I guess, if you will. But it, it really just comes down to common sense. But I just wanted to run over that little part right there regarding really what associations and corporations are and what have to be in place for them to be established. Which should be a hint to everybody. You can set that up for yourself. Brian, 
I uh, dropped an ad and a link in the chat for those who want to go read about PMAs. Beautiful, beautiful. And um, I'm sure you'll drop that in the group as well. But, you know, people can go to Tactical Sovereignty, Administering the State on Facebook. Um, even just do a search on the search bar within that group and pull out and Sonny will definitely help you out with that. Yep, I'm going over there now. <clears throat> All right, we're hitting an hour and a half here. Uh, anybody else have a question or comment or anything before we close this evening out? Actually, I do got one last question for you, Brian. Go for it. So, now that I'm a host on No Folks Giving Radio, I got a show the first and third Sunday of every month. I was wondering if maybe, like, for part of your show, if maybe you'd be interested in, like, maybe figuring out a way to, like, cross-call our call-in lines and maybe, I mean, giving us, I mean, 15, 20 minutes, I mean, in the show, like, just starting to explain people about these topics and introduce it to them. You're, like, one of the better, one of the people I see Gets, I mean, the details better and easier for people to understand or comprehend, I should say. So, I mean, it gives you, it'll give people a chance to be able to, I mean, get spread word about the group to where they can find the information at, too. Yeah, I think that's really what it's all about is we should all be helping each other learn and educate ourselves because guess what? You know, the system ain't going to teach us this stuff. We've got to learn it on our own, period. So yeah, we could we could uh, link things together. For sure, I know. Well, probably I don't know because I got a ton of stuff to do for this week's show because I go on the twenty first. So the first Saturday in November will be the fourth. Should be, yep, it'll be the fourth. It'll be the fish line. All right. That'll be cool. And that'll give you the all right. So the fourth. I'll actually be on a remote location for that show because I'm going up to Detroit to DJ a, a fish fry event. So by the fourth one, I'll get everything like lined up with you and coordinated. Yeah, that's cool because there's a there's a rumor out there that the fourth was my birthday. <laughs> yeah, you did the Happy birthday. Yeah, there you go. Born on day, exactly. That's the terminology I normally use. <laughs> Born on day. Day delivered. Receipt created. Hey, I have a question, if you don't mind. Yeah, what's up? Um, I'm kind of new on your group and kind of learning a lot. This is a can I'm out in Nevada area. And... Um, I see a lot. I, I see a lot of people posting this stuff about the T Row group, and I started listening to some of the stuff. And he has like seventy damn videos, an hour long for each of them. Uh, what's your guys' take on this guy? Their group. You, you should well, have started uh, listening from number one. <laughs> it's a well, T Row show. It's a show, not actually. Group. Yeah, it's a show. Actually, I would go back and I would look up our journey to independence, and I would start with our journey to independence. The very first one. When when you say your journey, is that a uh, one of your talks? No, if you go to uh, T Row on YouTube and go to like playlists, 
you'll see our journey to independence. And they on the very bottom. Okay. Now those oh, are. So you. Yeah, there's only like eight of them, but they're only like they're all under ten minutes long. Thirty minutes. Number okay. four is um, thirteen minutes. Okay, but <clears throat> what I was trying to get at was, what is the opinion of those on the phone right now? Um, about this group is it worth listening to is this guy valid is this guy i mean yeah you'd be a fool if you didn't here i'll well, give you my that, take that, on it I'll, I'll give you my take on it all right and that is that when i started looking at a lot of this stuff i, I don't know how early you came on tonight's call um <clears throat> always go back and listen to recording but anyway um when I first started researching this thing, this stuff, and seeing everything that had happened within America, and with how <laughs> government was trying to be set up, and the positions of the people, and everything like that, and then what ultimately did happen, and really what ultimately did happen um, was a takeover. It was a kind of a silent coup, all right. And so, in looking at what needed to be done to put things back in place because everybody said oh we want our constitution back well number one it never was your constitution it's a constitution which is also called a compact for a totally separate company that came in and did the soft coup and took everything over so yeah you don't want to be part of that and people say well we want our republic back well you know to get back to even what was set up under the articles of confederation um, you start researching a book called The Law of Nations. So, what book Law of Nations was actually found on George Washington's bedstand when he died. Uh, this book has been used, found nations worldwide. And you see the structure of how things are supposed to be done and set up. And I thought, oh my God, you know, all these things that the different patriots want to do, it would take 10 men, 10 lifetimes to accomplish this stuff. Okay. So now when you reference the T-Row show, it isn't just one individual. It's multiple people that did multiple things to put in place because a legitimate government has to have, number one, it has to have land. Uh, number two, it has to have a system of communications uh, called a post office or a general post. Uh, three, it's got to have to have some form of a military and four, it's got to have a population. And I thought, there's no way one guy can do that to put themselves back into the right position again. And I had looked at info from T-Row before, and so I circled back and looked at it again. But by this time, I had learned enough of these things to be able to know what I was looking at, and I thought, holy crap, all this stuff is here. It's already been done. And... um uh, Ken, uh, what's your last name? Is your last name Roy? Yeah, Ray. All right. Yeah. Uh, Ken, Ray, I'll, I'll send you um, a link to the site where you can look through the documentation and uh, you can see the stuff that I uh, just mentioned. Okay, well, I certainly appreciate that. Yeah, that's no the problem, only though. republic form of government you're going to get right there. Yeah, I'll give you my take on it when I read that and I went and found it. Actually, I was introduced to it by Brian. And then Brian said, check this out. 
So I went and checked it out, left it alone for about four months, and then went back and was checking it out again for some things I learned, and uh, they had everything I needed. I'm an American national through them now. So, so if you went the uh, national route that they've been talking about, and you know, I've looked at their website and all that kind of stuff. Um, are there any downsides? I mean, like, you know, for example, did you get a driver's license? Are you driving with uh, the USA Inc. driver's license or the United States of America T. Rose license? T. Rose license. Uh, I do have a T. Rose license, and I have a Mexico license from Mexico, and uh, the uh, T. Rose license has to be accompanied with a transfer, uh, deportation, or an exportation of the vehicle from the DMV to another DOT of this here government, and they'll give you documentation with a 101 form uh, after you fill it out, showing that you've uh, actually exported it to another country, and then you can give them that information, give them back their title and uh, give them a copy of your new title. It's a process. Hmm. So, so it's start, starting to sound like they're basically fairly legit. Well, it's working yeah. for some uh, folks. I'll, I'll give Very you the downside legit. to it. I'll give you the downside. The downside goes okay. back to a statement that that guy, Ben Franklin, said that I was talking about earlier when he came out of the Constitutional Convention. And... He was asked by a woman, what have you guys created? And he said, we've created a republic if you can keep it. Well, there's a little truth and a little lie there as well. All right. The, the truth was they created the ability for a republic. If the people in the states would do some work and take care of themselves and manage themselves, administrate themselves, which they didn't do. So then, of course, the attorneys were happy to step in and set up their own states overlapping the original organic states and run from there. And that's what we're experiencing today. So the only downside is there's stuff that we have to do on our own. Instead of sitting back and saying, okay, just give me the form, I'll sign it, and everything will be okay. And yeah, it doesn't quite work that way. We, we have to be able to carry the water on our own as well. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Sorry, um, yeah, because when you do the title thing, the 101 form, you got to do that in, uh, footwork, in the paperwork yourself. you got to go to your vehicle, open up your driver's side door, get all the information off that plaque, put it on the 101 form. You know, it's just things that they do for you. We're going to do it ourselves now. Wow. Yeah, well, since you've seen uh, the website then you've got the information there and everything. But, yeah, there's a lot to learn. And like I said, I'd go back and listen to uh, our journey to independence. That only takes like about an hour, something like that. And th then take your time and start listening to uh, the T-Row shows. You know, nothing is a quick fix. Everybody wants a quick fix because that's the society we've been brought up in. I, I'm, I'm not looking for a quick fix. I'm, I'm, I've already gone through seven shows and... I've, I've gone on a, po a pause and I'm kind of looking for, you know, like some more information on different areas and I'm going to go back to it. I still have their web, web page up and I'm definitely going to gonna go back to it, but I just kind of wanted to get <coughs> some more information. All right. 
Yeah, well, you know, and people if I may. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, brother. I was just gonna I was just gonna say if people want more info as well, just other than what T Row provides, um you can go on my YouTube channel, Brian Parker Tactical Sovereignty, go to the created playlist and uh go to the informer playlist and listen to the informer because he'll lay out a wealth of knowledge about uh, the United States of America that isn't taught to people. Yeah, but go ahead, Jeff. And uh, I was just going to tell him that he has a, a multiple of uh, veterans on the call right now that can tell him that's where he'll probably want to be if he wants to be free. Yeah, I'm, I'm a veteran also. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of them coming over. Yeah, I, I was in the Marine Corps as well, and you know, but one one of the things, and veterans are maybe the hardest to get to, uh, just because of the portion of their lives that they've given up uh, fighting for what they thought was their country, and come to find out it was just fighting for uh, interests of the banks. Yeah. Yeah, I, dropped I, in, I yeah. found that after two years into the Air Force. Yeah, I, I, I had... Uh... Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead Sonny. I just dropped the uh, virtual embassy in there in case somebody wants to go back to the uh, all the links in one. All right, cool. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to show to him. That's what I was going to show to Ken. Yeah, I, you know, thought, I so. thought it was funny. I thought it was funny here a few months ago this conversation was going on somewhere where I was at and, and I made a comment and this guy spoke up and he says, Brian, don't you know that they're fighting for our right to vote? <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, fighting for our right to vote. I said, who has ever come over here and tried to take away your right to vote? And he just looked at me and I'm like, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's funny. It really is. That's good. But your your right to vote, when you vote, the only thing you're doing is you are showing that you agree with the political system that is currently running. That's all you're doing. Because no matter which direction a vote goes in, they're going to do what they want anyway. Whoever those that are really in power wanting to put in place, those are the people that's going to get put into power. That's why I'm not on the big Trump bandwagon. <laughs> well, then the, putting... the people that are like, I'm going to bring this to the Supreme Court. And I'm sitting there going, they don't give a shit about what you think or say. <laughs> yeah, you're going to take it to and the Supreme they Court? It, you got $5,000 to file that with the Supreme Court? It's just a question. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a there's a group out there, and the guy's named John Gentry, and he did. He had this We the People versus the 50 states, and he had like 10,000 people sign this document. And he went to the Supreme Court, and they were like, yeah, get out. <laughs> I told him. Yeah. I was like, dude, they're going to kick you straight out of there. You know that, right? And they did. Well, hundreds, hundreds of Hundreds of cases get submitted to them a year, and they might only pick up 40, 60, 80 of them. 
but all those people paid that deposit to have the money to have the uh, case submitted. Brian. Yes, Sonny. I'm going to have to go. I have a, 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 a couple of things I need to take care of before bed, so I have to go. And I want to thank you for allowing me to be here. Good night. Thank you for the invitation. And uh, yeah, I like talking about these things here. I dropped a uh, document into the chat. It's called uh, uh, Slick Willie, Bill Clinton's Notice. And it's a really interesting read on how the all cap entity is given permission to the upper and lowercase man to do everything that we want to do with the trust that we don't own that we control. So uh, go look Dad. at that. I mean, could you drop that in a tactical also? Uh, yes, I can. Let me see here. I'll do that. All right, cool. Just because that way there's the uh, search bar for the group and it can always be pulled back up. Okay. Bottom line, really, regarding tonight's call was that there's a company that has come in and it's come in under the guise of being we the people <laughs> and what a more perfect way to do it but it's not we the people what it really is is just Rome you know evil doesn't go away it just changes its name bottom line And um, guess what? You lost me. What, what, what company there are you talking about? The Virginia Company yeah. and the British East India Trading Company. Yeah, oh, USA, yeah. whatever. But yeah. But guess what? Companies all have membership, and we ain't a member. We have nothing to do with it. They're just administrating your lives, and. It's a soft tyranny. It's a soft slavery where they keep everybody thinking they're free and keep everybody waving the flags on the 4th of July, talking about how free they are. And then they go back to their car to go home and, oh, make sure you got the license plate on it. Oh, make sure you got the driver's license in your pocket. Oh, make sure you've had the inspections done on the vehicle. Yeah, you're free. You're totally free. <laughs> yeah. All the licenses and permits to prove it. That's right. That's right. But guess what? The problem is, is that, yeah, and I have people contact me and say, oh, how do I correct my status? You are in the correct status. Everybody has the correct status. They are just inadvertently or accidentally wearing the mask of the state that's been provided to them and operating as a, a statutory entity instead of the man or woman that was created by the creator. I mean, gosh, what a slap in the face to the creator to go and decide to operate under the guise of a different entity other than the one that was originally created. And this goes so much deeper. I mean, this really gets into spiritual things and realizing the powers that we have. I mean, Yeshua said, these things I have done and you will do greater. 
Well, have you been seeing anybody do anything greater than what Yeshua did? No, we haven't. Why? Because everybody has been dumbed down and we've closed off that part of our mind and we've just decided to operate under this mask of the statutory entity that that was created for the purposes of only strengthening the empire. Period. If, if we I have may. a lot more strength than we realize. Realizing frequency is big. What's up, bro? Well, at the end of, I think it was uh, 96 Part 2 on T-Row, Keith went in. It may have been 95. I think it was 96. But uh, he went into the fact that this is where you're living at, folks. He's like, this is what you have to do in this place. It's freaking sick. These people are out of control. But that's reality. Well, they are out of control. But but like I like I try to mention to people as well, is that you need to just correct the presumption as to who and what you are. And that's why I try and tell people on these calls that, that there's three basic main things people need to really research and learn is where you're really at, who you really are, and where you're really from. You comprehend those things, and uh, you'll know more than most people know. And I've had well over 15 interactions now with the state, okay? And I haven't gotten a ticket or anything, all right? Why? One, I treat them with respect. Two, I know that there's something coming up on their screen that confuses them. And so they want to know what's different about me. And what's different about me is I really probably don't treat them the way most people I treat them when they pull people over. And they actually get a little bit of education along the way. Although I, I'm not holding court roadside, I, I'm just kind of asking them things that make light bulbs go off in their own head. That's really what it's all about. We're supposed to help educate each other, no matter who we are. No matter whether it's a law enforcement officer or uh, a clerk at the store your next door neighbor we should all be helping each other because that's the only way anybody's going to get out of this <laughs> like jim morrison said nobody gets out alive <laughs> yeah if we all, we all come together and yeah, we need to all exactly. come together all these groups and what works put it all together and do it yep i i, I just laugh about that statement from morrison that we all don't come on alive and that is alive in what system what system do you want to live in? That's the real question. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll close this one out. Until next Sunday. Be blessed. All right. Thanks for the info. Absolutely. Blessings are upon everybody. And any questions, feel free to reach out. And uh, we'll be on next Sunday or go into Tactical Sovereignty on Facebook. As long as that group is still up. And you can uh, use the search bar and find anything you want to find there. Um, also, I want to mention, I, I started two, three, four other little groups up. <clears throat> um, one is exiting mainstream media. Uh, I put info there that they don't show in the news. Okay. Um, I also have 
a research group for um, the book. It's called Encyclopedia of American History and the Law of Nations. You can go and look into that group and find things that are listed in those books. They'll help you research those books if you're not able, can't afford to buy them, whatever. And uh, those things will be showing there. Just want to drop that little hint in there if people want to check those out. Until then, have you uh, linked we'll those in, everybody your, out. in your about area? In my about area? Brian? Yeah, um, technical sovereignty about area. You can link groups. Uh, yeah, I was linking groups in there, but I was having a hard time posting with linked groups. For some reason, Facebook was giving me a headache over that. Uh, but I, I did. Yeah, I'm just saying that. Uh, but that's an easy way for people to find them. Right. It it would be. It would be. But I, I had to undo it just because Facebook was giving me problems with it. But I did put a post into Tactical Sovereignty that listed all those groups as well. Okay. Uh, so if you go into Tactical Sovereignty, go to the search bar. And go to the part that's only for the group and put in, like, probably Encyclopedia of American History. It should pull up that whole link for you that shows all those groups. All right, guys. Until next Sunday, thank you all. And we'll talk to you later. All right, Brian. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.